Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Nothing Impossible on News Radio 1120. KMOX. Fast and furious, the economic news came this week for St. Louis. Amazon and Express Scripts, both with some big announcements. Welcome in to our show where we discuss local tech and innovation here in St. Louis. Michael Calhoun. And Travis Sheridan. And when you are listening to us and you hear us talk about Amazon, I know what you're thinking. HQ2? Not HQ2. No, uh-uh. But... 1,500 jobs over in St. Charles County. Yeah, in uh, St. Peter's near the uh, Premier 370 Office Park uh, Fulfillment Center, 1,500 jobs, and the chance to work with some of the newest and greatest robotics technology. Well, I'd imagine with every new uh, site that Amazon opens, they deploy the newest technology also. Sure. I, I just I can't imagine. Will there be drones flying through the air inside the warehouse? Will there be mechanical arms going through the aisles, pulling out items and packing? Will there be a tape robot even to finish off the boxes before they go in the mail? Will there be same-day delivery? Oh, man. Two-hour delivery. Right. Prime yeah. Now, is that what it's called? Yes. So many questions. So much opportunity and 1,500 jobs. 1,500 full-time jobs. Right, yeah. So stay tuned for the latest on the... Amazon St. Charles developments. They hope to break ground in the next couple of weeks, I guess, by the end of the month. And they hope to have this open by May 1st, 2019. And, you know, we mentioned the 1,500 jobs. And so I know that people, because we also mentioned Express Scripts and the, the Cigna uh, acquisition that uh, that just uh, was announced this week, people are worried about losing jobs also. Yeah, Express Scripts is the biggest public company that we have based in St. Louis But as we've pointed out for so many occasions on the show, it grew from a startup in 1986. It was a teeny tiny company. Now it's a huge behemoth and, again, our biggest public company here. Wow, 1986? 31 Mm -hmm. years? Yeah. That's a long time. So I guess they're not really a startup. This isn't truly a a startup exit. Uh, But it was, at one point, a St. Louis startup. We have been through this a few times here in St. Louis, haven't we? We're still waiting for the Monsanto Bayer acquisition to close, in fact. That's right. And when we just lived through probably, what, five, six years ago? How long ago was AB InBev? Maybe t- oh, eight years was, now. Yeah, that yeah time flies. Yeah. Scott Trade, TD Ameritrade also just happened. So, of course, we're wondering, we're maybe even holding our breath a little bit, saying, all right, what's going to happen here? Is this going to be another... May Company, Famous Bar, Macy's kind of a thing. So uh, what was interesting was, you know Jim Cramer, right? Yes. The CNBC guy, mad money. Did he have something to say? Jim Cramer, (laughs) yes, he did, in fact, actually. How did you know? Uh, He was on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange after this deal was announced. $67 billion, health insurer Cigna buying pharmacy benefits giant Express Scripts. And Jim Cramer... Brought up a little, uh, he, he he really grilled the Cigna CEO, I would say, on St. Louis. When Cigna left Philadelphia, you decimated Philadelphia. It was one of the biggest employers. Lots of people worked for Cigna. Express Scripts is in St. Louis, another town that is hurting for, really hurting for big companies. Is that it for St. Louis? Is that what you're going to do? Is that is that company moving to Connecticut? So first, thanks for addressing that topic. 
Um, we have over 1,000 coworkers in Philadelphia proper today. We have about 6,000 colleagues that work in Pennsylvania proper today. If you look at our recent track record, so let's talk about the past. In the last decade, we have two large acquisitions in the United States, not of this scale. One was Denver-based, one was Nashville-based. Today, the employee population in Denver is greater than the day of the acquisition. Today, the employee population in Nashville is greater than the um, population when we started. We have a track record of securing growth platforms and building on those. Um, this this service-based business will be driven out of St. Louis. I will personally be in St. Louis tonight. I will not let the first day eclipse without spending time with the leadership in St. Louis face-to-face. And we will make a significant commitment to that community and the other communities that Legacy Express Script serves in, including our employment commitment. We want to grow the business. Growth creates more opportunity. I did some checking around. His visit to St. Louis with leadership was with Express Script's leadership. So it was not, you know the governor, the mayor, the county executive, those kinds of people. But uh, he mentioned this new division, this service-based division that's also going to be coming out of St. Louis. That is going to take the spectrum of the combined company's healthcare offerings and try to come up with integrated, uh, you know, uh, a lot more preventative medicine, a lot more data analytics, artificial intelligence, that sort of thing. Uh, well, I mean, Express Scripts is a essentially a big data company. Really? They right? really I mean, they, are, they have yeah. all, all this information about... Uh, uh, treatment plans, medical history, that type of thing. They've got uh, a pretty cool command center there in North County, too. Oh, yeah, it's really cool to go see. Now, I want to, you know, uh, Kramer mentioned the word decimated, right? He said when, when Cigna yeah. left, uh, left Philadelphia, he said it was decimated. Uh, but we had just heard of two other examples, uh, Nashville and Denver, where the, po- the, the workforce population actually grew. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that we need to, yes, we could be skeptical of a lot of this. Uh, we are losing probably some of the senior executive roles, uh, even though we also have some executives that are a part of the Express Scripts operation. But I don't really see this as decimating St. Louis. No. Charlie Brennan, I think, gave the example that when you have the headquarters here, the C-suite, the CEO, they'll make the decision to write a big, you know, multi-million dollar check to St. Louis University or the zoo or whoever. So some of that might go away. But we've also seen, we've talked about the Anheuser-Busch acquisition and how many people who were bought out or left the company then went out to start their own breweries. And now we went from zero to a million miles per hour when it comes to craft breweries in St. Louis. And we're, we're well known for our craft brewery uh, uh, industry. And we've seen this with in the biotech space as well. When, uh, when Pfizer lays off you know, thousands of people, a lot of those uh, laid off mid-level managers and scientists go out and start their own startups, biotech startups. Yeah, And even though Pfizer may have had some layoffs in the past, they are building a new campus in Chesterfield, and it's uh, St. Louis is still one of their major research hubs. So we just hope that the Express Scripts acquisition, I guess, is more like a Purina, right. where Nestle, they actually have more jobs here than they did before the buyout, versus a May company. You know the big empty Macy's building downtown. Yeah, so, but I, but this, you know, we're I don't I don't think we should. This really can't be compared with uh, what I would consider more traditional brick and mortar retail. I mean, these are this is a this is a, a complementary vertical that mm-hmm. will give Cigna and Express Scripts greater capacity. Yeah, so and, it really should be one plus one equaling equaling three. And the Bloomberg folks we talked with said they don't expect this to have much of an antitrust interest from the government because it is this vertical merger. Uh, So coming up, we're going to get some more details, some more insight on this industry from a vice president at a startup called Doctor On Demand. And then we're going to talk with St. Charles Community College 
about how they're getting the workforce ready for this new Amazon Fulfillment Center. So much to talk about. We'll bring you all of the local innovation conversation up next on KMOX. Now, back to Nothing Impossible on Kangam OX. Welcome back. Michael and Travis with you. We have talked a lot about Express Scripts over the years here on our show about local innovation and technology here in St. Louis. And we're about to talk about Express Scripts at least one more time. At least one more time until we start talking about Cigna, possibly. If the if there's a name change somewhere in the future, we'll run down a little bit about what we know in terms of this acquisition by Cigna of Express Scripts and get some perspective on it from Kent Griffin, Vice President of Product at a startup called Doctor on Demand. Thank you for joining us on KMOX in St. Louis. Thanks for having me. What do you see as the allure for Cigna shelling out more than uh, well the more than fifty million in, billion in cash? The deal I think is worth close 67, to sixty-seven. Yeah, I sixty-seven think, yeah. billion. What is the uh, allure of Express Scripts for a company like Cigna? Yeah, it's hard to keep track of the price when the numbers have that many zeros on it. <laughs> right. The, um, the allure here is really all about trying to drive down costs. Right? I think everyone in the healthcare industry will agree that things are expensive. It's hard for patients. It's hard for the payers. It's hard for everyone involved in the whole value chain. And everyone's looking for ways to save on costs, hopefully pass those costs down onto the consumer as well. And as you see this continuing to uh, unfold not in the industry, how does that impact a startup like yours? I think it's great for us. It really raises the awareness of some of the core problems that the healthcare industry has in the United States where that both access is, is tough for people and the costs are really high. And as we look at it, you know, our, our goal is really to bring that access and bring that quality of service to our patients through a video visit. Having a lot of attention in the national media, having a lot of eyes on Cigna and Express Scripts just helps raise your awareness and make people understand that there's a big problem to be solved here and people are willing to invest in it for the long term. How do you explain for somebody who's not familiar with the industry uh, the role that Cigna plays and then you've got Express Scripts Pharmacy Benefits Manager? You know, for, In layman's terms, what does that mean and, and what are the different roles uh, that this new company will cover and then what won't they cover? Well, it'll be interesting to see how they, they choose to join up and what departments end up sharing which. But, you know, when I, when I look at the overall landscape, you've got certainly your health insurance plans. Hopefully most of our listeners have some form of health insurance, whether it's through a Cigna or another local provider like a United Health or a Humana. And so you're used to picking a plan and knowing that you have to pay a premium either on your own or through your employer. The Express Scripts side of it may be less familiar, obviously local to, to your listeners here, but as a, a PBM or a pharmacy benefit manager, they're really involved in making sure that they can set the right prices and manage the benefits of any pharmacies or drugs that are being prescribed and then redeemed through the, the networks. So there's a lot of overlap. Cigna and Express Scripts have long been customers of each other's over the, the last couple of years, and there's a, a lot of synergies between those two companies as they're looking to just save on costs of a standard partnership and hopefully pass that on. Speaking of passing it on, I mean, there's been so much in the news, I would say, really in the last three to five years, the ongoing change of the landscape. But in early February, there was the announcement that uh, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, and Jamie Dimon uh, from Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and Chase uh, collectively, we're going to uh, start disrupting the the insurance market, uh, the healthcare market a bit. Uh, 
this, these are private companies trying to get involved in this uh, for their own employees and for the, because they feel like things can be better. Uh, what disruptions do you see in the future? How is this, what's this going to play out and look like? I think there's going to be a, continue to be a lot of disruption. The three that you named there uh, certainly have very deep pockets, right? <laughs> They'll be willing to invest over the long term, hopefully for the, the good of all. I, certainly a lot of the press has been around them wanting to start with their own employees, right? They, between the three of them, they have massive amounts of employees that could benefit on their own from a, a combined joint venture. But together, hopefully, they'll, they'll come up with something novel. I think in the, the larger landscape, you're going to continue to have a number of different types of players. You'll certainly have those who are entrenched right now in the healthcare industry looking to find ways to innovate and stay relevant. So those might be the, the types of deals that we're seeing right now with the insurance plans, with maybe some major health systems or PBMs. You'll have the more typical technology companies that we're used to hearing about in the everyday news, the Amazons, the Googles, who have their own plans about what they might be wanting to do in healthcare and how they can help reinvent it with some of their core competencies. And then you'll have the, the smaller companies and the startups like us that are looking to find ways to disrupt the, the industry and bring new and novel experiences by uh, trying something new and partnering with some of the, the existing healthcare ecosystem. Now, CVS and Aetna seem to think that there should be a retail component to this or kind of a one-stop physical place that people can go for their health care. Do you think that this combination of Cigna and Express Scripts will eventually have to look in that direction as well, perhaps Walgreens or somebody else? Or, um, I mean, you guys are in the business of virtual and, and, and telemedicine and that sort of thing. Do you think that's more of the future? Yeah, I think it's really just around the access of of care. So one way to do that that CVS is looking at, they have to go in those minute clinics. And so combining themselves with a, an insurance company gives them a way to try and offer that one-stop shop where you can go into a, a minute clinic and really be taken care of end-to-end that's tied to your plan. Uh, we believe we offer a really great way to get access to a, a high-quality doctor where you don't even need to go into the, the minute clinic. You Use your phone, you have a video visit with a doctor. If you need a prescription, if you need a lab, then we'll send you into a, a retail location to have your lab or to pick up your prescription. I think in the case of the recent work with Cigna here, they'll probably at some point need to figure out a, a way to really help that end-to-end experience. The use of, of telemedicine in that regard uh, should be pivotal for them. Or right? it, It's been shown to drive down the, the cost for them. It's been shown to increase the access for them. Having a retail experience may or may not be important for them over the next couple of years. We are talking to Kent Griffin, Vice President of Product for Doctors on Demand. Uh, Kent, can you tell us a little bit more about Doctors on Demand, uh, how long you guys have been around, and what your, what your roadmap looks like? Yeah, we've been around for about five years. Uh, our Product is a mobile app or website that allows you to connect to a doctor with about a three to five minute wait. So you will download our app, sign up for our service, give us your insurance information, and we'll connect you to a board-certified hand-picked doctor that will treat you over the phone. Uh, they'll be able to use the camera on your phone to help look at a rash or look at your, your face and help you do some diagnoses figure out what's wrong with you. If you need a prescription, they'll call in a prescription to your local pharmacy. If you need lab work, they'll send you into a Quest or LabCorp location and really make sure that when you need care, you can get it. So you don't, you don't need to go to a brick and mortar and wait two weeks. You don't need to go to an emergency room for what might turn out to be a cold or a flu. You can start with us, have a video visit, and then we'll help you figure out where to go next.
Well, and I guess it'll mean that I don't have to stay up till two in the morning on WebMD self-diagnosing uh, <laughs> and getting incredibly nervous about what this, whatever it might be, right? That help, helping me uh, sleep easy at night. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to keep you off WebMD or Google, but once you once you've done that and you've given up and grown in frustration, give us a call and we'll we'll let the professionals take care of it. Yeah. So, what kind of things are you able to take care of via telemedicine like this versus uh, what would still require a doctor's visit in person? And I guess the role of technology changing also uh, has a big impact on this. Travis, we've talked about the St. Louis startup, which is using your iPhone to measure, you know, your asthma symptoms, for instance. Sure. And so as technology advances and Apple continues to look at integrating more health features into the iPhone, how do you see yourself being able to treat more people in more conditions uh, remotely than you might even be able to now? Yeah, technology is really going to help us out over the next five years or so. Home monitoring is becoming really popular. Some of the devices that are out there that let you stay at home and monitor your asthma, monitor your your blood pressure, take your own blood samples and check your sugar levels. There's a lot going on out there that you can do both passively and actively in terms of monitoring. For us, our, the majority of our cases tend to be acute care. So you have a cold, flu, sinus infection, upper respiratory infection, a rash you want someone to look at, lends itself really well to a video visit. Uh, we do treat ongoing chronic conditions, high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, things where we can send you into a, a lab or send our blood pressure kit to your home in order to help you monitor that over time and a growing practice in the mental health space. So we have a, a number of uh, really great psychologists and psychiatrists on our staff that will help you through any of your mental health needs as well. Ken Griffin, Vice President of Product for Doctor on Demand, thank you so much for joining us, and where can people go to get more information about your service? You can find us at doctorondemand.com or download our app on an app store. Coming up next, we'll talk to St. Charles Community College about some of their programs, and then we'll talk beer. Now, back to Nothing Impossible on Kangam OX. Welcome back to our conversation about local tech and innovation. Michael Calhoun and, and Travis Sheridan. And we are joined by a couple of folks from St. Charles Community College. Now, my first I have to tell you this very important fact. Uh, my best college years were not at the university. They were my community college years. Yay. Uh, it, it, I felt like the instructors were much more uh, personable. They had a lot more industry experience that I felt applied, and that was not just in the core classes, but even in the general education classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so much less expensive, so I felt like like the value was so great. Right. So, uh, ladies, thanks for joining us from St. Charles Community College. Well, thank, thank you for you. having us. Thank you for having us today. Faye Aubuchon and Mandy Rose here with us to talk about the big news from this past week. Amazon coming to St. Charles County. And logistics is, I mean, it's it's a, it's in the tech sector, right? Not yes. every tech job is about computer programming. Exactly. Uh, and not every tech job requires a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or a PhD. Uh, there are hard skills that a person can learn either through accredited program or a, a non-credit program. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandy, talk a little bit about some of the programs at, at St. Charles Community <laughs> College. Um, this this program, the Certified Logistics Technology, started through um, uh, Mo Manufacturing, um, some grant monies. And basically that program was a 12-week program that got people ready to work in mm-hmm. logistics. So logistics is basically everybody has to move something from one place to another. Um, so that was a program that I got involved with because I serve students who don't have high school diplomas and students who are learning English. Mm-hmm. So we were looking for a path, for a career path way for um, some of our students so that they could study to pass the high school equivalency test 
um, while they kept learning English or, right. uh, you know, while they were or keep learning English while they were actually getting a credential, an industry credential that meant something to people who work in logistics. So that program became the associate's degree in supply chain and logistics. Um, and we've had several students go through that. Um, we also have career tech pathways for um, CNA. Right. Help me. CNA. Um, <laughs> Which is certified nursing assistant. Welding. Okay. Welding. Um, uh, uh, all our allied health programs. Mm. Medical assisting. Medical assisting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Phlebotomy. The, the reality is, you know, a, a terminal degree may not be what people need these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, employers are really looking for people with specific skill sets. Yes. Right. Welding. Phlebotomy, I can't mm-hmm. say it. The ability that, to draw blood, mm-hmm. right? And not vampirism. Hurt the person. Vampirism. Especially <laughs> uh, specialty skills that require that are necessary to understand logistics. Uh, talk a little about the community college's role in, and especially in workforce readiness, workforce development, as it relates to you know being a, making companies like Amazon want to come here and and really you have the this, you are a supply supplier of talent for companies right. like Amazon. That's exactly right, Travis. That's exactly what we do, and. And we have to have our finger on the pulse to determine what's around that next corner. So when four or five years ago when we started this, we said logistics is a very important piece of what's going to happen next. Because, and again, as Mandy said, everything has a logistics component. You are from if you're an architect or a zoologist, you have logistics somewhere in your role. So we wanted to make sure that students understood what logistics really is and then how you get to be a logistic expert. How do you move materials um, from a port uh, uh, on a ship or a, or a truck? Or what happens in that last mile of delivery, which is what Amazon does so well, mm-hmm. that that last mile of delivery is very important and nobody gets time. it. Years and years ago, it was you put it on a truck and you just hoped it got there. Nowadays, you can track that electronically from the moment it's, we call it from cradle to grave. You can actually track things from cradle to grave and and all electronically on your phone. This sounds really cheesy. Uh, Actually, there's no pun intended, but... uh... One of the reasons why I love ordering pizzas from Domino's oh, is boy. they have the tracker on the phone yeah. that shows me when it's being baked. Where your pizza's it, at. Where it's, it, exactly. And, and I don't care if it's – now I don't even care if it's 30 minutes or less because right. I, get, I get to know where it is right. along the process. And you can make your salad only 10 minutes before the pizza gets there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Your salad doesn't wilt while you wait on That's your pizza. right. Have you gotten the autonomous pizza delivery truck, though? I have not, no. Oh, man. Does that exist, too? Apparently. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I guess. But that begs the question, you mentioned like what's around the corner. What are mm-hmm. the skills that um, that are really in demand right now? And what do you see as being around the corner? If I go to St. Charles Community College, what are the different skills that I could pick up that would be relevant here? Well, the skills that are around the corner are, I don't, my crystal ball is always cloudy, but I'm always asking, what is it that you're looking for? We deal with about 60 manufacturers um, and other businesses. We join the chamber. And so we're asking those questions all the time. Um, Today's big jobs are welding and uh, nursing nursing and somebody who has skills in electric, uh, some kind of skilled trade. 
Um, and we're building those skills out at St. Charles Community College. So I invite you to come see what we do. Or see our new building. We have a building now off of Highway 40 at one academic place. Right. And I'm not going to give you the name because we just changed the name and I forgot what it <laughs> it's is. It's Darden Creek. Darden Creek Campus. Campus. Yeah. There you okay. go. The, the sustainable, living. yeah, sustainable living. They're going to be doing welding there, mm-hmm. and no, not welding, not welding there. No welding's. Gonna, no, she's correcting right. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I said the show's very complicated. I know. I, 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 I want you know we we were talking about Amazon, uh, this new Amazon building and space uh, at the opening of the show, and that it's going to deploy a lot of the new Amazon technology, a lot of robotics, right. that Drones. type of thing. Bring out yes. the drones, yes. right? Yes. yes. <laughs> but uh, as we were walking over to the studio this morning from uh, from the front of the, the building, you were telling me that there's actually going on on the campus right now mm-hmm. is a Lego uh, robotics competition right. for what ages? It's from 8 or 9 to 17. And there's um, 48 teams today. And they will go in and have six minutes with the judge to show the judge how they've done the um one of our sponsors is General Motors in mm-hmm. Wentzville, and one of their engineers put together the uh, challenge. They're looking for how might I say what I need to say. And, oh, my gosh, my my ro- robot doesn't work. How do mm-hmm. I Problem deal solved, with that? Fix it, yeah. exactly. right. And they have to do certain things. The robots have yeah. to do right. I remember that. Right. My son did this years ago mm-hmm. at the college, and... Um, his team won. I'm just gonna say, and, um, <laughs> proud mom, proud mom. I'm just gonna High say five. that. Yeah. yeah, and so, and they had they. I think one of the challenges was it has to move in reverse. I mean, there's certain yeah. they give you a certain little kit and you build it. And he was in middle school, and so um, then they made the they had a kid on the team that was a kind of a rogue kid, but he wanted to make it do other things. So you can make it do other things, yeah. but and you can present that to the judge, and you can try to woo them and impress them. and So even wow. outside of uh, people enrolling in college programs, how important are these exposure opportunities for young people, right? If Amazon needs 1,500 jobs today for this new, mm-hmm. uh, for this new location, uh, they also are going to need more jobs in the future. Right. And so we, uh, what role do these sorts of activities like the Lego robotics do to build a pipeline of talent and really expose kid to these, kids to these career opportunities? That's a really, really good question. And that's why we see every opportunity to come, to have a student on campus, to have a young person on campus, to determine what is it that they're going to do. Again, I was talking to a young lady who is in the engineering club this morning, and she said, I'm dabbling. I'm looking around. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I want to do. So it's nice to be able to bring them on campus and show them some of the opportunities that might give them a job in the future because you're not the day of just having a fine arts degree Mm -hmm. is over. Yeah. College is way too expensive. (laughs) We have to determine what is it you want to do and then help them get there. So this young lady said, well, I've taken phototonics. I've taken chemistry, I've taken physics, um, all those piece parts add up to a degree in three or four different areas. Mm. So she's got a great opportunity ahead of her. And community colleges are are vital because there are skills that you can learn that you can be credentialed in in an industry, Mm -hmm. um, in a tech industry, that don't require a degree. So I can go and I can go to a community college that offers that. I can get a credential. I can start working, 
and then I can stack that credential, okay? Exactly. Then I can go back. So I've got my logistics technician credential. I can go back and I can attend and enroll in an AA degree program. And after I have a certain combination of classes, I get another industry credential mm-hmm. before I'm ever getting my, my two-year degree. And I could be working in the industry. So I think the community college of all the places, when you look at career pathways in tech and and STEM even, mm-hmm. um, is a great place to start because there's so many specific things you can put together that maybe don't include taking a foreign language. And I'm not bashing that, but if that's not something that you want to do and that's not a degree you want to pursue, our role it's, is to is to expose right. young people to that because they – may not know that. And the the jobs that we have today are not the jobs in five years. That's right. And it's all about employability, <laughs> yes. right? And getting these kids employable. Right. And so thank you so and much for joining taxes. us today because uh, we are excited about Amazon uh, creating 1,500 jobs yeah, in the region. And we're also excited that uh, this is a good pathway for uh, students that are currently at uh, St. Charles Community College to mm-hmm. end up working for a really cool tech company. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting thank us you. out here. And again, I invite you to come see Manufacturing Day, October 2nd. Out at the college, great opportunity to see, again, how we show students what it, what they can do next. Faye, Mandy, thank you both so thank much. St. Chaz.edu, is that the oh, place to go correct. for more info? Yes, that's look correct. at you. Yes. All right. Yes. S-T-C-H-A-S. S, correct. Dot right. edu. Dot thank e- you yes. both so much. Thank you. Travis, we'll continue the innovation conversation up next on KMOX. We are. We're going to talk about beer next. Now, back to Nothing Impossible on Kangam OX. Welcome back in, Michael and Travis, as we continue along wrapping up Nothing Impossible on a Sunday. And let's talk about one of my favorite topics, which would be beer. Oh, yeah. Local beer at that. Uh, we have Lauren Patton on the phone. She is one of the uh, founders. Uh, she and her husband founded Old Bakery Brewery over in Alton. Uh, I hope our listeners have gone to that brewery or had their beer because it is delicious i think i've had the beer i need to check out the space though check out the space uh lauren uh alton was just recently in the news about a week or so ago about this new five hundred thousand dollar prize it got and some reality show uh exposure that it's going to have tell us a little bit about that and tell us about the brewery yeah so thank you guys for having me um we're really excited about this opportunity for alton uh basically it's called the small business revolution it's a web series. It's on Hulu and um, just on their website as well. And it's sponsored by Deluxe Corporation. It's basically how they use their marketing dollars. So um, they put that towards uh, finding a different small town every year. And it's in its third season. And then uh, in that small town, they choose six small businesses and spend $500,000 on doing renovations and marketing, branding work for those businesses. And then also spend a little bit of money on some city things like wayfinding signage, lighting, those sorts of things. Now talk about how you got your employees to help shape Alton as this great place to start a business and to run a business. What was the story that landed Alton this spot on the show, do you think? Um, Well, so uh, basically I've been given a lot of credit for getting people to uh, nominate the town, but basically the only thing I feel like I deserve credit for is watching too much Hulu, <laughs> and so I just happened to notice that this was a thing. Um, so I looked it up, and it turned out that there were only two days left uh, before nominations were due, so I emailed all of our staff and um, all my family and asked them to nominate the town, 
And then um, Eric Weber, our assistant brewer, now our head brewer, um, he submitted the nomination that actually got a response. So I've talked to him a little bit about, you know, what he said in it and why his was chosen. And we we kind of uh, decided that he just used the word confluence the most. Okay. So that was... (laughs) That was kind of what we decided. We're at right at the confluence of the Missouri and Mississippi rivers, so he just threw the fancy confluence in there, you know, just enough that they, they were into it. Now, uh, now, your brewer, Eric, is his name, correct? Yep. Now, was he at, did he come over from Urban Chestnut? He did, yeah. Okay. Um, several of us, my husband, myself, and Eric all came from Urban Chestnut to start Beale Bakery. So one of the things that we were talking about earlier on the show was the acquisition of Express Scripts by by Cigna. And uh, while people are are nervous about that, I think about what happened when AB InBev acquired, or InBev acquired Anheuser-Busch, and all of these uh, new breweries started popping up. Like, it really, I think, sparked the brewery and beer revolution in St. Louis. And and I would say... It's like an unlocking of talent. A huge unlocking of yeah. talent, and, and that talent gets to go multiple places, including on the other side of the Mississippi or over at the confluence in Alton. Uh, have you seen, like, from your perspective, have you seen the the benefits of, uh, you know, these these acquisitions really unlocking talent, letting people like yourself and uh, and Eric and others start doing new things? Um, I think that's certainly an interesting way to look at it, the timelines. <laughs> certainly work well together. I I think that in terms of urban chestnut specifically, uh, businesses where the uh, craft craft breweries where the ownership came from, um, like Anheuser Busch type of background, that uh, acquisition might have very well had something to do with their decision to move on. And I guess then by proxy, us kind of having our training there um, is what led to us being able to do what we do too. So. Um, I think it's probably got a lot to do with just the culture of our age group as well and being more interested and just a more craft, like, local product, just in a very general sense, even outside of the beer world. I think there are probably a lot of things that all came together at the right time to create this kind of craft revolution that's going on. And speaking of revolution, talk about the revolution in Alton. What is, what's that city and town growing into? How has it changed since you've been there with, with the brewery? So we opened in uh, 2015, early 2015, and even in just those past uh, three years that we've been here, uh, we've seen a huge influx in the number of businesses uh, downtown and especially where we are along the Broadway corridor. corridor. Um, and uh, it's been really exciting to see. And then this uh, small business revolution that Alton's a part of really seemed to help boost morale in the city. I've lived here um I grew up here, and um, I've lived here for a decent portion of my adult life, and this is the first time that I've really seen that kind of intense pride about living in Alton. So reinvention of careers, reinvention of, of the town. Talk about the reinvention of a bakery, though, into a brewery, and, I mean, for me, I'm interested in what kind of brews you have on tap. Sure, yeah, Um uh, To be honest, whenever we started our search for our building to start a brewery, uh, we were looking in South St. Louis area. We were living in Southwest City at the time, and we liked liked our neighborhood, liked where we lived, but we were struggling to find the right building. And our family still lived in Alton, so the search kind of brought us back here. And the moment we stepped into this building, 
Uh, we knew that this was going to be where we were going to open. It's a really fantastic and huge old bakery building. It was it opened in the late 1800s as Alton Baking and Catering Company, and it was it went through several different bakeries. It was a bakery all the way up through the late 80s. Um, so at at that point, it kind of sat vacant for a while um, until we came in here. So it was in total disrepair, really. But we were really excited to be able to come in and give it new life, um, especially for such a big footprint in downtown Alton that had been sitting vacant for so long. The uh, the kind of defining feature that, like, our kind of unique stamp that we put on our beers is the fact that they're USDA certified organic. Um, so we we are the only certified organic. A brewery in the St. Louis area. We're actually only one of 30 in the whole country out of over 5,500 breweries. So we take a lot of pride in that, and it's really important to us to kind of consider environmental sustainability in every part of our operation. So that's just a part of how we try to do that. Um, in terms of our beers themselves, we have a really wide variety of styles, uh, mostly like American and British-inspired styles. Uh, we're just today releasing our newest beer in our coffee series. So this year we'll have a different coffee beer on uh, in cans and on tap around town all of the time. And this first one, they're kind of more unique. They're not all coffee stouts. This first one's going to be a coffee IPA called Pour Over. So we're really excited about that. Very exciting. Uh, so I want to tell our listeners, you know, head on out to Alton. Uh, one, to celebrate with them as they've uh, re- received this recognition, and you'll be able to catch them on Hulu. Uh, but even before that uh, that production is done, make sure you go out and uh, taste some wonderful beer. I, I think that we are we're seeing, and you mentioned it, Lauren, that there is a, this resurgence and this interest in the craft period, just in crafting. Um, and yeah. I think that that's a huge, creates huge uh, entrepreneurial opportunities. So wish you and your team a, a lot of luck, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for joining us this week for Nothing Impossible. We'll be back next week. Have a good one. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.